for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about these three, four G words. And you all got a preview of them, and there's a cheat sheet behind me. So tell me what they are. to God, we are grateful. When we are grateful, we are generous. And when we are generous, we grow. Internally, in strength, and in spirit. And when all of these are, you could switch that up and change the order, and it would work too. Because when they're all connected together, they're all stronger. Today is also all Saints Day, the minor holiday compared to ha Halloween. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, All Saints Day came first, but Halloween has exceeded it in popularity <laughs> for some reason. But All Saints Day is the day that we remember those who have gone before us and those who have showed the way to live faithful lives in the way of Jesus. And it's a day of remembrance, not a day of mournful memorial, but an honoring of all that has passed, on, all that has been passed on from those who have blazed the trail ahead of us. So the question is, who are saints? Who, who qualifies to be a saint? And I think better question than who qualifies for sainthood through the traditional path that they go through is who, <clears throat> what are Jesus' standards for sainthood? And I think really there's um, the beginning of Jesus' two longest sermons. Both include um, both the Sermon on the Mount, so you can imagine we're on the mountain, or the Sermon on the Plain, you can imagine we're on the plain both with lots of people. The beginning of both of those have a section that where Jesus, I think, describes what it is to be blessed, what it is to be a saint. And um, we call this the Beatitudes. It has a special name because it's kind of a nice little song. Um, so we're going to read from the Beatitudes, and some of you have a yellow sheet, and you're going to help me. Um, but as you listen, I'd like to have you to have in mind the question, who are saints? Who are saints? And um, I'm actually going to ask you that after we're done. So it's not just something to think in your head. But think in your head first. So who are saints according to Jesus? So I'm reading from Luke chapter 6, which is the Sermon on the Plain, and I'm beginning in verse 17. And I'm reading from the message called, I mean, the, the version of the Bible called The Voice. The whole crowd of disciples, including the twelve now designated as Jesus' emissaries, came down together, and they stood on a level area nearby. 
they were joined by an even greater crowd of people who had come from across the whole region. From all of Judea, from Jerusalem, from the coastal areas of, areas of Tyre and Sidon, these people came to hear Jesus teach and to be healed by Jesus of their diseases. Those who were troubled by demonic spirits were liberated. Everyone wanted to touch Jesus because when they did, power emanated from him and they were healed. He looked across the faces of his disciples and said, All you who are poor, you are blessed, for the kingdom of God belongs to you. All you who are hungry now, you are blessed, for your hunger will be satisfied. All of you who eat now, you are blessed, for you shall not. When people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you, write you off as evil. On account of the Son of Man, you are blessed. When these things happen, rejoice. Jump for joy. Then you have a great reward in heaven, for at that moment you are experiencing what the ancient prophets did when they were similarly treated by the ancestors of your detractors. <coughs> All you who are rich now, you are in danger, for you have received your comfort all you who are full now, you are in danger, for you shall be hungry. All you who love now, you are in danger, for you shall live and cry. And when everyone speaks well of you, you are in danger, for their ancestors spoke well of false prophets too. <clears throat> if you're listening, here's my message. Keep loving your enemies no matter what they do. Keep doing good to those who hate you. Keep speaking blessings on those who curse you. Keep praying for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other cheek too. If someone steals your coat, offer him your shirt too. If someone begs from you, give to her. If someone robs you of your valuables, don't demand them back. Think of the kindness you wish others would show you. Do the same for them. So who are saints?
anyone being held back from living a full life? Mm. Mm. Anyone held back from living a full life? Mm. Anyone who has room for more? Mm. Anyone who has room for more? <coughs> so why are you in danger if you are rich or full or laughing or well spoken of? What's going to happen to you? You become complacent. Mm. You're in danger of becoming complacent. Or satisfied. Or, or, satisfied. or disconnected. Mm. Or disconnected. Or poor. Yes. Or poor. Or poor. Yes. Or maybe, because maybe we start to think that all those good things are our only duty. Mm. Mm. We've earned them and deserve them. Because if we are rich and full and well spoken of, we have a tendency to think that it's always going to be like that. Right? We're entitled. We have earned this place and we're going to keep it. Because that's the way life works. Your orientation has to be pleasing to those around you. Yes, you get to please those, you want to please those around you, but you also are fairly well self pleased. As soon as you have something to lose, then you become fearful and grasping. Mm. As soon as you have something to lose, you become fearful and grasping. You stop growing. You stop growing. Yes. And you're not grateful. And you're not generous. And you don't need God. Right? You block the lights. Your abundance is ready to be moved to someone else. Your abundance is ready to be moved to someone else. Yes. Who needs it more than you do? Because you don't need it very much right now. Yes. Wow, you all are so wise. So, I have a question for you to think about. Who in your life has taught you to be grateful? Just think about that for a minute. This week, um, I came across a column in the New York Times by Ron Lieber called Your Money. And I guess he writes this regularly, but this particular column, he was focusing on teaching your children to be grateful and generous. So what he writes is, if you want to teach your children about money, giving them an allowance is a great place to start. <laughs> They're going to need a place to put it, which is how the three-jar system came into being. One for spending, one for saving, and one for giving. Almost every child understands the first jar and has a long list of things they want to spend money on right now. Maybe adults do too. <laughs> the save jar teaches patience, a concept that parents are constantly trying to reinforce in all sorts of ways, and something we all need to learn at every phase of our lives. But the give jar is more mysterious. Give to whom? 
and why give at all? Quite often our instinct is to answer children's question by, about giving in the abstract, because it's the right thing to do. To give back. Our religious tradition requires it. That one's really convincing, isn't it? <laughs> Many of these answers won't satisfy your children's curiosity, an intense desire for specificity. So let me suggest another one, he says. One reason to give is to honor your own family's history of being helped. Not your family history of being generous, but your family history of being helped. First and foremost, this is an opportunity to tell stories about you and your relatives that your children may have not heard before. People they know, perhaps even their mother or father, have benefited from someone else's donation. And since your family was lucky enough to receive help, it's only fair that you help some other families too. And then he says, by all means define help as broadly as possible. We have all been helped. So I thought it would be good for us to think about people in our lives who have been grateful for what they have received. Who in your life has taught you how to be grateful? How did they teach you? How did you observe in them gratefulness? How did you see that? How did you know they were grateful? Or maybe they taught you by being ungrateful. But let's focus on the saints. So just name their name or their relationship to you. And every time we name someone, I'm going to ring the bell. But you can also tell a little bit of their story. So who taught you to be
asylum seekers that I know who have experienced incredible pain but who live lives of deep faith and gratitude and generosity. My mother, Mary, who was a heartbroken, dedicated her life to giving my brother the night. So many people, I don't remember their names in 12-step programs. Your brother, Sam Johnson, who saw something in you that I didn't know. Jesus' words from the message. 
lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for the messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes in the morning. But it's trouble ahead if you think you have made it. What you have is all you'll ever get. And it's trouble ahead if you're satisfied with yourself. Yourself will not satisfy you for long. It's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games. There's suffering to be met, and you're going to meet it. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. If someone grabs your shirt, gift-wrap your best coat and make a present. Live generously. Connect with God. Connect with gratitude. Connect with generosity. And grow. And the more we connect all of these together, the fuller and richer and more grounded our life will be no matter what